0: I want to read a passage, a portion of that that we just heard again, and then I'm going to open us up in prayer. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, today, tonight, tomorrow, this whole season we've been celebrating, remembering, God, that the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus, has been born to us. That he is the light that shines into the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. God, we pray that that light would shine into our hearts, that light would shine into our minds and hearts, our relationships, our our worship, our families, Lord, that you would shine the light of God, the glory of God into our lives, that we would see you, that we would receive you, that we would rejoice in this good news that this day a Savior is born. God, I pray that you would bless our time tonight, that you would teach us, and that you would be praised by every life, by every heart, by every voice in this room and across the world. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I had my first paper route when I was nine years old. I don't think legally I was allowed to have a paper route, but my brother didn't want his anymore, and so I just did it. There was actually a point in time when I had two paper routes, I was like... I was I was out to make some money, um, and uh, and I had these paper routes for a, a long period of time, and I used to carry the papers in that you know that, that classic paper boy bag that you put over your head, and there's a pouch in the front and a pouch in the back, and 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 I actually um, I skated my route, I, I rollerbladed through Lompoc, throwing papers, you know, whoever knows where, and uh, and Sunday mornings were the absolute worst because I had two routes, two loads of papers with that massive Sunday ad insert in there, and all of the weight just pressing down on my shoulders. I was thinking about this today, and I was like, no wonder I have neck issues. From the time I was like nine years old till I was in high school, I was carrying these massive weights around my neck every single day. And I gave up my route once I was in high school, and I remember Uh, the literal and the metaphorical weight that was lifted off of my shoulders at the time when I no longer had that paper route. I had a similar experience a couple of years ago, immense freedom, like laying down a heavy weight, but instead of stepping away from delivering the news, I stepped away from reading it. I know that's bad. I know I should be aware of what's happening in the world, but occasionally I have to take a break from the news. I've got to take a break from My heart can't handle it. I remember when the news was simply communicating what was happening in the world. Hey, This happened today. This happened this week. I remember when newspapers included a specific section where people could voice their opinions. They were called opinion pieces. There was a piece of the newspaper that was reserved for opinions. But now, everything that we seem to call news today is just twisted with opinion. And so, opinions have monopolized the news because the media knows that scandal and fear attract more attention, sell more magazines, sell more papers, get more clicks than kindness and joy and peace. And so what we have left is this fear and division and anxiety and and anger. And so what the world needs this Christmas more than anything else is some good news. Amen? We need some good news, and Christmas is good news. Who doesn't need a little good news in their life in this day and age? The birth of Jesus is the greatest news imaginable in a world in decline, a world full of darkness and disease and pain and fear. But unfortunately, the truth of the matter is many people, including some Christians, don't treat Christmas don't treat the Christmas story, don't treat Jesus as good news. In fact, many people respond to Jesus as though it were bad news. Let me explain what I mean by that. Look at how the shepherds first respond to God's presence in this scene. They respond in fear. They respond in in, in terror. They're in in dread. And so many think of Jesus, the presence of God, which he is, But they respond in fear. They respond to the idea of God's presence with them in in shame. And so the presence of God in the world can cause many people to think about the things that they need to do in order to make themselves worthy. Or the things that they have done that make them feel unworthy. Or even the things that have been done to them that make them feel unworthy undesirable to God, as though they were damaged goods or thrust aside. And so we hear what God intended to be good news, and yet oftentimes we respond with fear and guilt and shame. For a long time, I was ashamed of my school debt. I was ashamed that I began my family In such an uphill battle. And there was seasons when I needed to ask for help. And the good news is I had people in my life who loved me and wanted to help me. And so it was good news when my mom or a relative would send a check in the mail out of the blue. However, it often intensified my feelings of shame because it reminded me of the problem and it reminded me that now it was other people's problem also. The good news of Jesus, God coming to save the world, can actually have a similar effect on us. God is giving his son because he loves the world. He's giving us an incredible gift, but it can remind us of our need and it can make us think about all the ways that we need to change. It can make us think about all of the things that we need to do. But the birth of Jesus, remember, is good news. It's not instruction for how to live. It's not instructions for how to change. It's not about what you must do. It is good news about what God has done. It happened. He did it. It's good news. And receiving that good news changes everything. Receiving the good news of the Savior born into the world changes everything. And so we need to let it change how we experience the Christmas story. See, bad news often requires a response. Bad news is often followed by a list of to-dos or a list of demands. This is why there's something called the emergency response system. The emergency response system tells people how to respond when there's an emergency, whether an evacuation or a shelter in place. And, and, And so bad news oftentimes requires an urgent response. The birth of Jesus, though, is not bad news, not at all. It is good news. See, our sin is what has put us in a state of emergency, and Jesus is God's emergency response. The birth of Jesus is God rescuing his people from the disaster that we have let into the world, and we don't need to do anything but receive it. That's what we do with good news. We receive it. Like a newspaper at its best, the Christmas story is simply telling us what happened. And so bad news often requires a response, but good news comes with an invitation. God is giving the world a gift, and the invitation is to receive that gift and to rejoice in the one who is giving it. Many of you have have gifts wrapped and under the tree right now. And tomorrow morning, there's going to be things to receive, things to rejoice in, relationships with the person that gave you the gift to celebrate and delight in. We see this in the way that God invites the shepherds to go and see. It's an invitation to all of us. And the shepherds are an example of how no one is excluded. You see, um, I love that shepherds were the first people in the story to be told about the good news of the birth of Jesus. In our day, we like shepherds, right? It reminds us of Psalm Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But in the first century, in Jesus' day, shepherds were a little rough and a lot dirty. Think of, if you think of like real cowboys before Hollywood and the Grand Ole Opry glammed it up, like they were rough and dirty dudes. And so imagine having a child or a grandchild and saying, you know who I need to call right now? I need to call those on the fringes of society. I need to call the marginalized, the, 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 those who are the outcasts. I'm going to go, forget my friends and family. I'm going to them. That's what God's doing. God is announcing the birth of his son, the savior of the world to the outcasts, those on the fringes, not the religious elite, not the wealthy, not kings and princes and, 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 and anything. He's going to the shepherds. These shepherds are the first ones to be told about the baby Jesus. The wise men would eventually come and they'll bring their treasures. And so we have the spectrum of society. Those on the fringes hear the news first, the wise men come with their gifts, their wealth, their, their, their riches in the future. And so nobody, nobody is exempted from the invitation to come and see what God has done. No one is exempted from receiving the Christmas story as good news and receiving the invitation to rejoice. And so it's truly good news for all people. It's something that we can all celebrate because good news brings great joy this good news the christmas is good news that brings great joy now what we often hear in that is that it brings us happiness right but but happiness and joy are two very different things happiness is based on our circumstances and so it's temporary as long as our good circumstances exist we'll be We'll be happy, but as soon as something changes, our happiness fades. Our happiness changes with the change in circumstances. And so, joy is a deep satisfaction and contentment that transcends our circumstances. Your circumstances will change. There will be good times, there will be bad times, but joy is a contentment that endures through it all. And so, the good news of Jesus brings great joy because Jesus is greater than our circumstances. He brings great joy because he's greater than our circumstances. And the temptation is to think of of a scale, right? With, With Jesus on one side and our circumstances on the other side. And since Jesus is greater, he tilts the scale in his favor. And so we have more to be joyful about than sorrowful. And so buck up, right? Put things into perspective. Think happy thoughts. Right? At, it's not that bad. Jesus. And it, and it denies our circumstances. It pretends that they're not real. And your circumstances are real. Your difficulty is real. Your tragedy is real. Your pain is real. If it wasn't real, Jesus wouldn't have come to experience it all to free you from it. It's real. This idea of the scale, though, is just treating Jesus as if he were just another part of our life. And so he gives us good things. And so because of that, I can endure the bad things. But Jesus is not just a part of your life. That's not what scripture teaches at all. Jesus came to trade his life for yours. He came to receive your life and your sin and give you his life and his righteousness. This is why Colossians 3, 3-4 can say, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. It's not an unbalanced scale. It's unlimited grace. It's unlimited grace. Jesus takes all the sin and circumstances in the world that bring pain and sorrow, and he nails them to the cross. And they die with him that day. And he raised from the dead so that his life would become your life. And he gives you his life by the presence of his spirit. And so he is your life. If you have trusted in Jesus, then your life is hidden with God in Christ. Christ is your life. And so the good news of Jesus brings great joy, not only because he's greater than our circumstances, but because Jesus is the source of everything good and beautiful. In receiving Jesus, we don't just get a new worldview, right? Well, I used to think the world was this way, but now I believe in Jesus. So now I think the world is this way. That may come with it, but that's not all that it's about. Coming to Jesus, receiving Jesus, we don't just simply get a second chance. Look, I can mess up a second chance just as gnarly as I can mess up the first one. You give me as many chances as you want, and I can ruin all of those chances. We don't come to Jesus to get a clean slate. We come to Jesus and we get a new life, one that begins and ends with the innocence and righteousness of Christ. That's who you are. If you've trusted in Jesus, you are have received, and have become the righteousness of Jesus. We come to Jesus and we get the beauty, the goodness of the creator, the source of every good and perfect gift. We come to Jesus and we get God himself. This is what God is giving us in the Christmas story. He's giving us himself. So maybe you're here today, And you're unsure of how to receive this. You're unsure of whether or not the birth of Jesus is good news. I'll be honest with you. I've been there. Before I knew Jesus, I remember being caught in this tension where I desperately wanted Jesus to be not true. Get away from me, Jesus. I don't want to acknowledge you. I don't want you to be true. I had filled my life with such garbage and pain and violence that I did not want to be held accountable. I did not want it to be true. The presence of God in my life was that Jesus is watching you. He knows what you've done. And so this idea of God coming into the world brought this bad news to me. But at the same time, I also desperately needed it to be true. I wanted it to be true because I couldn't even deal with my stuff myself. I needed grace. I needed forgiveness. I needed a savior. My life was a mess. I didn't need a better life. I needed a new life. I needed Jesus. And so maybe you're here and you're just wondering, is this idea of the child in the manger really good news? It is. Jesus is good news. He brings great joy. And the Christmas story is good news that brings great joy because the Savior of the world is born. And the Savior of the world brings peace on earth. See, this peace, this absence of conflict. Gosh, The good news that we need, don't we also need some conflict to go away? just need this peace, this absence of conflict. And Jesus is the Savior of the world because he brings peace on earth. He brings peace to the world and he gives us peace with God. We're no longer enemies of God. Jesus is born. He gives us peace with one another. We're no longer at war with one another. We are a family. We have been made children of God and brothers and sisters with one another because Jesus has come into the world and we can have peace within ourselves. No more conflict within ourselves. No more looking at our circumstances and fear and guilt and shame and saying, I know I should be better, but I can't do better. Well, there's good news for you. Jesus has been born. The savior of the world has come into the world and he brings peace to the world because if Jesus accepts you, then all of us can accept you. If Jesus accepts you, then you can accept you. Jesus gives you all the approval and acceptance and love that you need. And this is good news. The Christmas story is good news that brings great joy because a Savior has come to shine light into the darkness and bring peace to all who receive him. This, this Christmas morning, tomorrow, may bring All kinds of thoughts and feelings and emotions. Maybe you're excited to receive, uh, excited about all the gifts that you're going to receive. Maybe you're sad because there's brokenness. There's conflict in your life, in your relationships, and in your family. What I want you to remember is that the Christmas story teaches that that the gifts that we receive are, are good, And they may bring happiness for a while, but Jesus brings joy that is greater than any gift that we could ever receive because he is God with us. He's God giving us himself. And remember in those conflicts that Jesus brings peace. Your circumstances and conflicts may not go away overnight. They might still be there when you wake up. They might still be there a week from now, a month From now, but you can have peace in knowing that the power for reconciliation does not come from within us. It comes from the cross. The power for reconciliation, the power for peace comes from the cross. Your Savior reigns and brings peace on earth. The birth of Jesus, the Savior of the world, is good news that brings great. Joy, And so our response is not to announce a state of emergency and start cleaning up our lives before we can celebrate. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, you don't need to make your life better so that Jesus will come into it. When the world was at its darkest, a light shone into the darkness, Jesus Christ was born to save sinners. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, if Jesus is your savior, by simply receiving the gift that God offers you today, then this Christmas, you can rejoice in all that you can rejoice in, knowing that it was God's joy to give us Jesus. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that you left your throne. You left your glory. You came into this world, this world full of darkness and pain and grief, so that by faith you could draw us out of the kingdom of darkness and draw us into the kingdom of the beloved Son. It's you, Lord Jesus, that we worship. It's you that we celebrate. It's you that we lift with our, lift up with our voices, with our hearts, with our lives, God. We pray that you would be glorified. And this Christmas day, as we wake up tomorrow, I pray that the gift that we are most excited about is the gift of your grace. Father, the gift of your son. May we receive him with glad and generous hearts, celebrating all that you have done for us. You are the greatest gift, the greatest giver, I pray that we would simply open our hands and receive with joy. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen.